Welcome to a cupful with myself, Tsekhedo Mwebi, a safe, honest, and open space that aims to help you navigate healing, growth, and just overall prioritizing your well-being. It is guaranteed to get uncomfortable for sure and very vulnerable, but more than anything else, an opportunity to enjoy the peace that comes with actively working on yourself. Here's to lots and lots and lots of full cups. Hi community, thank you so much for joining me in a new week for a new episode of A Cupful. I really, really appreciate you giving me the time that you have because time is a very, very precious and important thing and I just really appreciate the overall support. Thank you so, so, so much. I am back and I'm feeling so inspired and really excited to get back into recording these weekly episodes. I've really, really missed it. I got a good amount of rest, which is exactly what I needed. And I now have a very clear mind in terms of how I would like to put a lot more time and effort into a cup full and how I'm going to prioritizing rest just as much because it's very, very important to be able to balance making the effort and making the time with resting as well. So please join me through another season of healing, growing, being more intentional about taking care of your mind and heart and ultimately thriving just how you would like to. So considering we're almost at the end of 2022, I saw it fitting to get into prioritizing not pouring from an empty cup. It's such a complex time or it is getting to a complex time of feeling all kinds of pressure and exhaustion. And sometimes at these times um, or these kinds of periods in the year, you can often find yourself feeling really very depleted and still wanting to get things that you don't have the capacity done. So I really just wanted to talk about the importance of creating those boundaries um, and making sure that you communicate them and express your expectations as honestly as possible. And this is something that I believe will always be valuable. So please carry it out into the remainder of this year and next year and just into the general future. Um, And like I said, I wanted to get into this now because it is that last stretch and there is just so much going on. There are people that work nine to fives that are going to have to wrap up the year by the end of next month, which is November. Now I'm not trying to cause anyone any more stress, but I would like to say that this is another reason why I wanted to talk about this. There is so much pressure right now. um, And I know how difficult it can be trying to navigate, you know, how you feel the exhaustion, the pressure, um, and trying to also just find your feet and trying to make time for rest. And sometimes there is barely any time for much. So you might be experiencing burnout or there is just so much to get done and you're feeling really overwhelmed. You might be reflecting on goals and plans that didn't go as you had hoped. So you might be feeling discouraged, you know, It might have just been an overall difficult year, really tough, where you felt like you were fighting for your life nonstop every single day. 
um, or maybe you're just feeling tired and without energy or much hope for what remains of for the for the rest of the year. These are all very normal things to feel. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that, but these are also things that we need to process um, and acknowledge. Most importantly, acknowledge and make sure that you don't end up pushing yourself into a corner that you might struggle to get out of. And as someone who has had a fairly overwhelming and rough year, especially when it comes to my career and things not going as I'd planned and learning new things about myself, oh my goodness, both the good things and the flaws, being intentional about working hard on myself, working on healing, realizing stuff like childhood trauma, and then having to work through that. And thinking I've accepted certain things and then realizing that I haven't. Oh my goodness, I am exhausted. I'm not even going to lie. I saw um, a TikTok a few weeks ago where someone was expressing how exhausting it can be and how much of a toll it can take on you when you are going through a process of being intentional about growing and healing and becoming a better person. And there is absolutely no reason to romanticize it or glamorize it because there's nothing glamorous or romantic about it. It is very difficult sometimes. There are some very, very hard days. And if your season, if the season that you find yourself in, similarly to the season that I have found myself in, if that season looks like, you know, um, a very, very just very much having to be patient and having to just wait and wait and learn and figure things out and try to navigate feelings and just just a whole phase of self-improvement if that's where you might find yourself then you know it it's it could have been a very very exhausting year it could have been a very tumultuous year it just could have been a very overwhelming one for you so it really could be anything um and like i'm saying it's it does get very very exhausting it could be anything from having to wait to having to go through no's you know and having to go back to the drawing board and make improvements whether it's to a project that you're busy with or your mental well-being or your emotional well-being or your physical well-being it's exhausting and I realized that I am tired, which is one reason why I took a two week long break from podcasting as well as just from social media. I really needed a break to just breathe and get some clarity and then get to a place where I feel like my mind has rested and I actually have the capacity to show up for myself so that I'm also able to show up for the other parts of my life. Um, most importantly, so that I don't get to a point where I am pouring from an empty cup. And that has happened to me a few times. It's really not a good place to be in. I've struggled every single time to get myself out of a place where I had been pouring from empty. So I, moving forward in my life, I decided that I, that I don't want to ever put myself in those kinds of positions ever again, which is why I am prioritizing my well-being, which is why I am creating boundaries and I am actively working towards keeping those boundaries in place. I am not going to let anyone walk all over my boundaries in the name of making another person happy, 
if someone is not happy about a decision that you are making or a boundary that you are creating, which will probably happen often where you make a decision and somebody doesn't necessarily agree with it or you set a boundary and somebody doesn't necessarily agree with it, then that's just the way it is and there's nothing that you can do about it. But you can create the boundaries and you can create a space for yourself and create a life for yourself where your well-being is very important. Because if your well-being isn't prioritized by you, then the chances of you being able to show up for every other area of your life and show up for your loved ones is going to be very, very slim. And when you do show up, you are probably not going to be able to do it properly. So we are really going to focus on not pouring from empty cups. Being able to say no, standing by your word, communicating um, your boundaries and communicating your expectations and doing it as honestly as possible. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or tired or completely burnt out or hopeless, I thought that it would be very, very helpful to share a few practical things that have helped me get back to feeling less like shit and more like I got this. I can do this. This is not something that is going to be impossible for me to make happen. I can get back to feeling like myself. I'm prepared to create the boundaries, to put in the work, you know, to just prioritize my well-being. Um, So yes, if that's where you're at and you're not feeling so great and you're tired and you're under pressure please give this episode a listen, keep listening. And even if you feel like you've got control over the year in general, over your plans, you know, things have been going well, you've had hiccups, but things have mostly gone well. I still, um, I still ask that you listen to this episode. I think that there are a lot of valuable things to be taken out of this. You might find yourself in a position where you can apply the things that I'm going to mention that have really, really been helpful for me. So my number one is sit down with yourself and write down your current priorities. We are in October right now. It is the 4th. It is a Tuesday. Um, So there is still time to list your priorities. It could be one big priority. It could be a few small priorities. It could be a mix of big priorities and small priorities. If your priority is drinking two bottles of water in a day, then that's your priority. List that. If your priority is saving 100 rand every single day or 100 rand every single week for the rest of this year, then that's your priority. Please list it. Write it down. Um, It's a really good way to create boundaries for yourself. So whatever the priority is, list it. Whatever the priorities are, list them. And put them in a place where you will be able to see them all the time. So, for example, you could make them your lock screen or home screen on your cell phone or on your tablet or on your laptop slash PC. I think this really helps in moments where you might not, but where you might find yourself wanting to agree to show up for things that you really don't have the capacity for. So when you're looking at your list of priorities and maybe you're on the, on the phone and somebody's saying, Uh, Will you be able to do this? Or can I hand this over to you if it's work-related? Or maybe a family member is asking you to plan a December party or a December getaway. 
whatever the case may be maybe you it's plans with friends or plans with your partner whatever the case is when you see your priorities you are more likely when you're looking at them and you're on the phone or you received an email or you received an sms or a whatsapp you are more more likely the chances are well for me anyways is that you are going to be able to see where this fits in if it does fit in and if it doesn't then you can immediately say no so that you number one don't overcommit yourself and number two respect your priorities and respect that you have put that boundary up for yourself so put them in a place where you can see them even on your desk a cardboard on your wall whatever's going to work best for you it's really going to be helpful in moments where you might want to agree to show up for things or be part of things that you don't have the capacity for. And this will also really show you if you are valuing your time as you should. So time is a really, really important thing and it's very, very valuable. Um, And I think that when spent wisely, it can be of incredible value as well. So writing the things that are important to you down on a paper or creating whatever you know digital wallpaper that is definitely going to also help you take care of your time better and put your time into things that are of extreme importance to you so if you are planning on spending more time with your loved ones then that is a priority and you probably won't be able to take on more work over the weekends if you work during the week and you want to spend more time with your family and your friends and your partner then you're just going to have to set your weekends aside for that. That is a priority for you. It's something that you are trying to get done um, and it's important to you. So you must obviously keep it as a priority. Don't put it on the back burner because all of a sudden someone wants you to do something or there is this thing that pops up Um, And you feel like, oh my goodness, I can put this aside for now. But it's a priority. So, yes, please write your priorities down and make sure that you are following through on them. And make sure that you are truly valuing your time. And you are spending your time doing the things that you have promised yourself you want to do. um, And the things that you want to see through and see through as best as you possibly can. You are also definitely going to be able to to cut back. Cut back on saying yes. You're going to be able to cut back on feeling overwhelmed. You are going to probably feel a lot better when you look at your priorities, you see your priorities, and you are aware of what you need to do to prioritize your priorities. Also communicate your boundaries honestly with everyone around you whether it is with people you work with, your loved ones, especially with yourself, to remind yourself, which is why having the priorities that you have up somewhere where you can see them is going to be very, very helpful. You're going to constantly be reminded of what it is that you can do, what you can fulfill and what you can't. So also be honest about it. No one can read your mind. Be honest. Speak um, your truth. Don't hide anything. It's very, very important. When you communicate your expectations um, as honestly as possible also, 
it just is going to make it easier for you to navigate you know being able to stick to your priorities and being okay with saying no like it won't be a difficult thing for you to do you are being honest you aren't hiding anything you aren't being rude about it you are expressing and that's the important thing here that you're communicating which like i said is very 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 important so for example you can say to a friend or to your boyfriend or girlfriend if i express to you that i will not be able to make it out on a specific night then i have the expectation that you will be respectful of that these are things that come up in conversation these are things that you can express honestly when you are willing to communicate and when you are willing to prioritize the things that are important to you so please communicate how you feel about things where you stand about them so that the people around you don't have to guess and so that you can stick to your boundaries and not feel guilty about it and not feel like you are taking something away from somebody else my number two is definitely ask yourself when last you did something you truly find enjoyable when last have you been on a picnic for example or when was the last time you went hiking or when was the last time you went on a road trip i really think a significant part of reflecting especially when you are feeling really tired and you are feeling like this is just far too much is asking yourself what are the things that make me feel great make me feel good um that will really help me refocus and um look at things from a more hopeful perspective what are those things and how can i start doing them like where can i fit them into these busy times that i find myself in or these pressures that i find myself under where can i fit in feeling great again and feeling like oh my goodness i can find a balance i can find my feet somewhere here i want to feel good again i want to feel excited about things again i don't want to just feel tired and feel like i am at a dead end because i know that pressure and exhaustion and just having a difficult season can really make you feel hopeless so what are the things that you enjoy ask yourself that and you know try and get back into it and i know that these are very tough economic times so it's very important to count your pennies but if you can afford to do something you find enjoyable and special and it costs money then please do it book a spa day go on a solo trip you know take yourself out for lunch whatever it is that makes you feel good and that makes you feel excited please please do that if you like DIY and DIYing things then get back into that if you enjoy reading a book um and you really really have a book that you want please go out and get that obviously put money aside if it's a something that involves money save don't dig into your money that is for other things so that you can do that 
regulate, save, you know, look at your budget and see what it is you can afford for that month and then do something enjoyable for yourself. And then again, if it's not something that involves money and it involves more things like nature, so take walks, you know, make the time because your time is very valuable and you are also valuable. So make the time to enjoy your time. Make the time and, and, and make the plans and see them through. This is very, very important. I think that sometimes we can get very lost. A lot of the times we can get very lost in the things that are happening to us, that are happening around us. And it's very, very difficult to find yourself stuck in an uncomfortable and exhausting routine. Especially when it's this time of the year and... You might be reflecting and like I said earlier on, you might be feeling like, oh my goodness, I didn't do anything this year. I am nowhere near achieving any of my goals or oh my God, there are so many projects to wrap up before the end of the year and I don't know how I am going to get to the finish line. Please take your time and open some spaces up to do the things that you find enjoyable. Don't rob yourself of that. Still, you can have all the fun in the world um, and still respect your boundaries and still ask that other people respect the boundaries that you have. And that's it. You can. You can communicate your feelings and you can communicate your boundaries um, and you can communicate your expectations. Honestly, especially if that's the ground that you are choosing to stand on. So please, please do the things that you find enjoyable. If that's meeting up with your friends, meet up with your friends. If you feel like you're, you really cannot stretch yourself beyond whatever financial capacity that you have, then suggest other things. Suggest other enjoyable things that you know you would find enjoyable as well. You know, things that might be on the less pricey side, like a picnic or you can go to the botanical gardens, whatever would still add to you feeling happy and, you know, spending time with the people that you love. So yes, the gist of what I'm trying to say is please, please, please prioritize doing the things that you find enjoyable and that bring out the absolute best in you and that make you feel really 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 good my number three is to spend time off of social media sometimes all you literally need to do is log out of instagram or twitter or tiktok because those things definitely do add to the stress and pressures um, especially when you feel like you haven't really been doing much or as much as you would have liked to do and you know what we live in such an intense social media day and age the things that we see on social media are going to have an effect on us in one way or another whether you like it or not it might influence you to go and buy something you know it might influence you to try something out you might be inspired but there is also room to feel very overwhelmed and you shouldn't be feeling like that when you open Instagram. It really should just be, could be for shopping, could be for inspiration. It could just be to appreciate other people's 
um, you know, life experiences or the things that they are posting on social media. But it shouldn't be something that sends you down a very dark hole or pushes you into a dark corner and has you believing that you have fallen so far behind in life because why are you 26 years old and still living in your mom your mom's house um and still asking your parents to help you out financially why don't you have a car why are you not paying for your own way through life you know and i always say that the best thing to do when you start feeling that way is to do a serious audit of what you are doing on social media because if social media is making you feel that way and there isn't actually any enjoyment out of it and there's there's more envy than anything else and you just having thoughts of wanting to act out of character because there are certain things that you believe you should have at a certain point, then no, there's nothing good about that. There, there's absolutely nothing good about that. So please, this point is important because I want to just stress that we are just really too different from each other to have things happen for us at the same time your turn will come and while you wait you shouldn't be spending your days obsessing over how quickly someone else achieved their goals or how beautifully someone else's life is falling into place and don't get me wrong being inspired by others is a beautiful thing and is really really it's just it's admirable and so is being happy for them but camping on instagram or tiktok when you're feeling disappointed about your life, isn't a good idea at all. I remember at the beginning of this year, I would find myself sitting on social media and scrolling and literally feeling my heart sink the more I scrolled. Um, I was seeing 26-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 24-year-olds living in high-rise buildings in Atlanta. I was seeing South African tiktokers south african youtubers you know they they were who are much younger than me just sort of having what looks like their lives figured out and things just coming together for them and i'm just like sitting here and i just feel like oh my goodness my suffering is never ending but look at everybody else around me look at everyone else who's the same age as me look at them making their lives happen and i had to say to myself girl no we've got to take a break also the attitude that you have about yourself about your life is going to significantly affect how you perceive other people's lives so let's go back to the drawing board and focus on you you know let's let's get a grip on that and let's be okay with us and just be okay with where I am in my life right now and then be able to appreciate the things that I'm seeing on TikTok and um, and on Instagram, just on social media in general and being able to genuinely appreciate that someone else is sharing that part of their life, perhaps to inspire, perhaps just to show that when you are really consistent with yourself, with your goals and your dreams, that you can really, really make a success of your life and you can achieve your goals. So yeah, social media is used for so many different reasons and you need to get to a place where you understand that and accept that and also very important to curate your social media and decide what it is you want to consume because it is going to affect you in one way or another, right? So yes, don't don't take social media 
and make it the be all and end all. Turn your phone off or delete the apps or log out, whatever is going to make the most sense for you, especially if you are feeling the pressures of life right now, especially if you're feeling drained or you're, you're feeling tired. You probably don't need social media. You need your mind to rest. And if you are going to be on social media, then let it be food for your mind, pretty much. Number four is close your laptop at the end of your workday. Please don't respond to work-related texts past your work hours. If you are a student, close your laptop when you're done with the study time you set aside. I have been both. I have been in situations where I have needed to create boundaries with myself and other people but I didn't know how I definitely struggled with that very much like a whole lot I have always struggled with creating boundaries um when it comes to myself anyways and now that I'm learning how to do it it's very difficult and sometimes very very painful but it feels so good and it feels so rewarding So if you are employed by a company and you work a set amount of hours in the day, all you need to do is fulfill the day's work and create firm boundaries that will not interfere with your personal time. When you work an eight to four o'clock job or an eight to five o'clock job or a nine to five, a literal nine o'clock to five o'clock job, and you fulfill your day's work and you're done with everything, please close your laptop. Please don't be the person that is always finishing work off for everyone else. Please don't be the person that is always working on 15 projects on your own. That's not right. It isn't normal. I mean, as it is, the work frame system is very exploitative. So if you're you're spending, rather, all of those hours in front of a laptop, in boardrooms, presentations, coming up with ideas... You're working hard and your body is not made out of machine. So you need to to know when to close your laptop so that you can go home and get some rest and unwind and have your own time. And the first place to start is to just not answer emails or text past your office hours. I've made that mistake once. The first time you answer an email, the first time you answer a text the first time you answer a call is about to be the fifth time and then the tenth time and then it's just limitless so please create those boundaries for yourself don't let anyone make you feel guilty Um, unless you are getting paid for overtime then you must close your laptop i'm just telling you that it's a must it's not something that you should be debating with anyone um and you know if you find yourself in a position where superior is taking, trying to take advantage of you, please go to HR. That's why human resources exists. But please don't, don't let anyone guilt trip you into or manipulate you into believing that if you take 10 extra projects onto the, the 10 that you already have, everybody's going to see you as the next best, best candidate for this position. And I think that working hard is important, which you can do in your hours of work. And I think that creating a good impression, especially if you're someone that's trying to grow in a company, that's it's very important, but you can do those in your hours of work. You can work hard in your time frame of work. I, I understand also that when you are just getting into a career, you really wanna push yourself and you really want to be the one to show off and show up and do your best, which is amazing. But you can still do that 
in your work hours time frame you know it's not impossible you really really can so again if you're not getting paid for overtime please don't make the mistake of working yourself to the bone um, and there's no remuneration that is being made available to you and all you're being remunerated with is words of affirmation or with cake or I don't know whatever is not money you can't pay rent with a cake you cannot pay rent with a bottle of perfume. You can not fulfill your, if you have a business goal, you can't do that with a piece of paper that says, oh my goodness, congratulations for being the hardest working person. I think another really important point that I want to make here is creating career-based boundaries for yourself also allows you to function outside of your career, allows you to function outside of your title. You don't become your work. Your work is just a means to an end. And if your work is something you're passionate about, it is a means to an end in terms of it's something that helps you pay your bills, but it's also something where you can live out your purpose um, and something that you are truly called to do and that you do really well, which is absolutely amazing and that's beautiful for every person that can experience that where they can get paid to really really do what they love that is absolutely amazing create those boundaries please so that you can fully enjoy that experience if you work in a place that has like a a a system you know a human resources department and they encourage a healthy work-life balance and you find yourself in a weird position of someone trying to take advantage, you know, a superior, go to human resources and explain to them that I've created boundaries, but this person does not want to listen, please interfere. I'm also very aware though that we do not all have the privileges of working for companies that encourage that healthy work-life balance. Some companies don't even have a human resources department where you can submit a grievance and you are guaranteed that it will be taken care of. Please, for my sake, don't ever work at a company that does not have an HR. You know what? I have an episode um, where I spoke about my work situation last year and just how strange it was and how strenuous it was for me. Um... And that's why I really don't recommend that you work for a company that doesn't have an HR department because it is highly, 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 highly likely that you are going to be taken advantage of. Your labor is going to be exploited and it's going to be taken, just taken for the longest um, ride ever. And often you will be left with a low self-esteem if no if if not any self-esteem at all and you know what it will just stretch you out thin and it's going to burn you out so please for your sake protect yourself um if it is possible you know i i understand that a, a lot of the times work situations work working being part of certain companies can be very difficult uh because number one that's the work that you found and there's really not much you can do about it but anyways please if you can work for a company that has a human resources department um you know like I said I've been in positions like that where I needed the money and had to stay in that role working for a company that didn't care much about me 
being overworked and underpaid and my well-being not being a priority to my employers at all. The only thing that mattered to them was my labor that brought the money in. So I know I'm aware. I understand that sometimes you really are not spoiled for choice. Sometimes you are a person that comes from a working class home um, with no financial cushioning and you need to work. You need to make ends meet. You might have family that depends on you. You might have student loans to pay off. You might come from a single parent household. And so any work then has to become enough, no matter how bad the working conditions are and no matter how underworked and underpaid you are. So I am aware that some work situations for some people can be a lot more complicated. It's really not a straightforward thing. It isn't as simple. Some people are really in positions where they work in places that have no boundaries and where you are manipulated and where gaslighting is used so, so much. Um, and you, you feel overworked or burnt out or you feel hopeless because there is almost nowhere to turn to and quitting isn't an option either um and if anyone who's listening is going through that i really am sorry i know what that can do to your self-esteem and productivity levels if it if you have someone to speak to please speak to someone you trust about how you feel please don't sit with that and think that it's a you problem even though it is something that you are experiencing you don't have to deal with it alone keeping quiet about the things that are dehumanizing you or really making you feel hopeless and alone can be very damaging to how you see yourself because the reality is that our experiences really do shape our perception and understanding of certain things so having someone to talk to can honestly provide you with the comfort and guidance that you need so please prioritize sharing with those you love and trust my number five um as i previously mentioned please speak to someone about your feelings Speak, 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 speak. If you can afford it or you do have access to it, please see a therapist. This time of the year has always carried so much worry for me. Um, and, you know, for as long as I can remember, this is when I would start thinking about the following year. This is, it, it, it had always been like this for me. In high school, it was always the anxiety of having to face a new year of learning about new things. My worry would always be, Would I figure everything out and get to the next grade? And I know it sounds so wild that a teenager is stressed and worried about things that are most likely, some of them are going to be within my control, but others, they won't be in my control. But that's just kind of how it it has been. I've had to worry um, and thought that putting that heavy weight on myself would somehow make me or help me figure things out better um and in my home there wasn't really a culture of talking like speaking for a very very long time so speaking about our feelings and emotions was non-existent which means I didn't really see the value in speaking about how I felt about anything so I would just sit with it until something else came along that would worry me and then at the beginning of my 20s, like the shift happened, the concept of expressing my feelings started to come to life for me. You know, the university experience and meeting my friends started um, allowing me to express what being expressive about how I feel looks like to me. There was just so much going on. It felt like I was in a beehive 
of different opinions and perspectives and you know different faces but also just a different opportunity to explore what feeling and expressing myself would look like to me Um, and so my family's way and understanding of communicating and being expressive of one's feelings was also sort of coming to life so although I was still finding myself incredibly overwhelmed during this specific time of the year especially because of the pressures that came with being, for instance, a firstborn daughter who was working towards getting a university degree, as well as being exposed to so many different people with different privileges and different views, some who came from so much money, power and access, I either way still felt a lot better because I had people that really cared about me, that valued me, um, being expressive and that valued hearing about what is on my mind and in my heart. And so it started feeling like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. Like I was not going through anything alone. The winds and the hardships. This is why, this is why I encourage you to speak. I was giving you some context. A lot of us grew up in homes where there wasn't necessarily a culture of speaking about how we really feel about things. About being expressive um about how we really feel about things and as a black woman who was raised in a black family um, i know that a lot of other people understand what i'm talking about in african families in general there is rarely a culture of expressing yourself and speaking which is why i'm encouraging you to start now you don't need to go through life alone And you can learn to be expressive in your adulthood. It's going to look very different for all of us. But speak. Please express yourself. Um, We all deserve to feel safe. Safe enough to speak to someone and know that they won't judge. But only provide comfort, care and some really, 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 really good guidance. So if you're struggling with the end of the year pressures, please click on one of the links that I've added to the A Cupful link tree. The link is in the bio on Instagram. There are contact details of counselling or counsellors and therapists who offer either in-person counselling, virtual counselling or both. Some of the resources are free and some aren't. Lastly, I really, really, really want to say be okay with not being okay. Acknowledge it. I know I spoke of practical solutions earlier on in the episode and this might not sound very practical at the moment, but accepting that something is the way it is has helped me a lot in the past, specifically with seeing things through a certain way. In this case, a feeling you're in jitters, um, you would need to accept that you aren't feeling as, as amazing as you would like to and so you want to spend the remainder of the year taking good care of yourself in between getting work done, you know? Acknowledging that something is the way it is helps you deal with it the way that you should. Avoiding that and avoiding your feelings and avoiding acknowledging things is often the way um, that you would end up resorting to very unhealthy coping mechanisms. So to avoid that and contribute towards the end goal, which is learning to take care of our well-being, we'll be finding healthy coping mechanisms like speaking you know, and doing things that really make us feel alive again and make us feel excited and, you know, creating boundaries. Those will be our healthy coping mechanism. Um, Yeah, speaking out our truth and expressing our feelings. 
And please don't forget that a big part of healing and taking good care of yourself is dealing with the things that are difficult and scary and uncomfortable. Feelings, feelings, complicated, especially the hard ones, can be both very, very difficult and very scary. And you don't, you don't have to navigate that, al- that alone. Please don't do that alone. So please, 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 please lean on your community. Lean on your loved ones. Give yourself an opportunity to take a step back a little bit, breathe, log out of social media, write down your priorities, you know, and communicate with the people around you. Don't just, don't just be quiet and then when they overstep a boundary that you had not communicated then you sort of resent them and you just never want to speak to them again you know working towards functioning in a healthy way will often mean having to unpack some of the things that might have been introduced to you or might have been normal when you were growing up Um, the foundations that we were raised on the beliefs, the way of doing things, sometimes the idea that you mustn't question anything, that needs to be unpacked. So that will be difficult. It's obviously going to be very difficult. There is going to be some tension. There's going to be a lot of shifting. It's going to feel exhausting, but it's something that you need to do. Growing and healing are not easy and they are not linear so cut yourself some slack and think about what i've spoken about and see if you can implement that and see if that could work for you this is where i will be ending this week's episode thank you for lending me an ear thank you again so so much for supporting a cupful Please don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can download it, um, or rather, excuse me, wow, I've been speaking for 50 minutes. Sorry, I'm so sorry. My tongue is twisting and not working with me. You can download an episode to listen to at a time that is most convenient to you without Wi-Fi or data connection. So definitely do that, especially for everyone that lives in South Africa and goes through the really difficult times of load shedding. Download an episode or two of A Cupful and spend a little bit of time listening, you know, and letting me keep you company during the weird load shedding hours times. Please don't forget to give a cupful a five-star rating and share any comment or thought you might have in the comment section of whichever platform you are listening from. On Instagram, it is at a underscore cupful, all small letters, where you can share your thoughts via DM and stay informed about new episodes and any other important information. Please also share the podcast as far and wide as you possibly can. WhatsApp, Instagram. TikTok, if you can. TikTok, yes. (laughs) But wherever you feel confident enough or comfortable enough sharing it, please do um, tell everyone that you can about the podcast and let them know that they can listen to it almost everywhere, really. 
Have a beautiful remainder of this week. Rest when you need to, work when you need to. Value your time and existence, always. And don't forget to keep doing the things that fill your cup up.